Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports, now with Kent Sterling. It's Monday, September 13th, 2021. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. So he's the only dentist I've gone to for the last 28 years. Make the call. Make your first appointment today. 317-849-2933 is the number. Hit subscribe. Punch a like. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Look, we got to stay a little bit hyped, right, about the Indianapolis Colts. It's just a week after Labor Day. Can't cash in all our chips right now. Can't do it and say that this team sucks. Just can't do it. Let's talk about what's next. Then we'll talk about what was yesterday, okay? They got the Rams this weekend. There's no time to sit around pitying yourself if you're the Colts. You can't do it. Because the Rams are really, really good. They beat the Bears by 20. They made the Bears look pitiful last night, and a lot of it was on the offensive side of the ball, right? So the Rams' defense with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, everybody on that side of the ball, really, really good, especially those two guys who are Madden 99 players. They are among the best in the NFL. They are really, really stout. They are so good. The Colts, who they got, they don't have anybody like that. So what are the Colts going to do? The Colts, they can't do what the Bears did. Don't even attempt that. All right? Andy Dalton is not going to match up well against the same, the uh, Los Angeles Rams. There's no chance, right? And he didn't last night. And you knew that he wouldn't. And I told you on Friday, I was like, bet this game heavy. Because there's no way the Bears can compete with the Rams. It couldn't happen. This week, you've got a Colts team that did not play well against the Seahawks and a Rams team who played well against the Bears. But there are some factors that may unfold this week that are going to shed some light on what's going to happen this coming weekend. Eric Fisher, if he plays, that is a massive upgrade if he's 100% healthy at left tackle over Julian Davenport. A massive upgrade. Can you get Xavier Rhodes back? If you can get Rhodes back, that, again, 
a massive upgrade in the defensive backfield. Now, that doesn't even hint at a lot of the problems that the Colts had yesterday, right? However, it does give you some reason for optimism. And let's face it, I mean, this is a team, it's not a championship football team. It's just not. You don't have a championship-level coach. You don't have a championship-level roster. There's nothing about this football team that says, you know what, this might be the year. Maybe they're going to hang a banner. So what we're trying to do is kick the can down the road from week to week and find reasons to be inspired and to continue to watch and continue to invest emotionally in this team. It's way too early not to do that. And Maybe somehow or another they catch fire in a way that we don't anticipate, and all of a sudden you got something. But yesterday wasn't it. Can Carson Wentz repeat yesterday's performance in that he had no interceptions? Can he do that this coming week? That would be nice. The Colts are going to win games. If Carson Wentz throws for 250, throws for two touchdowns, no interceptions, and only gets sacked three times. I know that sounds preposterous. Only sacked three times. But last year, he got sacked 50 times in 12 games. That is more than four per contest. So this yesterday, even though he got hit 10 times and sacked another three, this was kind of a step in the right direction for him. He feels better today than he felt after any game last year when he was getting sacked five and six times a game, especially toward the end of that run uh, as the the, uh, brain trust in Philadelphia was deciding whether to bench him or not and have you know, Jalen Hurts come in, or do we stay with Wentz? Uh, people in Philadelphia are crazy, and I love the people in Philadelphia who kind of audit this channel and tell us what they think. We told you, we told you, you're not going to blame Carson Wentz. You're going to blame the offensive line, but in the end, you're going to find out it is Carson Wentz. People in Philadelphia are so cynical about everything. People in Indianapolis are not. People in Philadelphia, if they moved to Indianapolis, their heads would explode right off their neck, just by virtue of the niceness and the lack of cynicism. Um, Is Frank Reich really going to continue to refuse to score three in order to go for it on fourth down and risk scoring none with an offense that's pretty damn inert behind an offensive line that really didn't play well yesterday? And and, and there there are two sides to this coin. Yes, the offensive line did not play well yesterday. Braden Smith, not a great day for Braden Smith. Not a great day for Julian Davenport. Nobody really sort of stood out and and planted the flag and said, here's where we live or die. That didn't happen for that offensive line yesterday. But what did happen is that the Seahawks exacerbated the offensive line difficulties yesterday by throwing the kitchen sink at the Colts. Holy moly, they blitzed from everywhere. They determined the course of action for that Colts offense by throwing a myriad of blitzes at the Colts. That's just in a bunch of def- uh, defensive fronts that sort of, you know, confused, baffled a Colts offensive line that really barely had any kind of a full camp at all, right? Nelson was out for a significant portion. Kelly was out significantly. Yeah, Julian Davenport, who was out initially because of COVID, you, you had problems. And, and so you've got problems. And we'll see what happens this weekend. Somehow, someway, I swear to God, this is true. I looked up the line for this Sunday's game, and the Colts are only four-point dogs. Wow. I am guessing that that is going to be adjusted as the week goes on in the Rams' favor. And if you get it, 
like uh, Rams plus four, you were going to be very, very happy that you did by the end of the week. Eddie, yes, Carson did not look bad, despite the fact that he got hit 13 times. Prorate that over a 17-game season. I can't do the math. 13 times 17 is what? That's 191, something like that, I think. Pretty close. Am I close? I think I'm close, but I'm not sure. That's how many times this poor bastard's going to get hit if he stands in the pocket and keeps taking punishment behind that offensive line. These guys have got to start blocking people. Come on, let's go. 221. Thank you very much. Did you do that in your head or did you use the calculator? You know, off the top of my head, I don't know what 17 times 13 is. I figured it had to be something like 221 because 15 times 15 is 225. Good old calculator. Good. I appreciate that. You're, you're an honest man and that's something. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly from yesterday. The good, the good you kind of had to look at it. You, you kind of had to get out the magnifying glass and examine the pixels of the game. Uh, the good, they won the, the time of possession battle by 11 and a half minutes and won the first down battle 23 to 18. That ain't nothing. That's something. There's something they did well. Win the time of possession battle. <laughs> That's because they gave up that bomb. You know, if you're giving up, you're giving up yards like 60, 70 uh, yards a chunk. Wow, that's a lot, you know. And if you're matriculating the ball down the field like they did in that first drive, nine and a half minutes just kind of plodding as they moved inside the 10 and then stalled and had to settle for the field goal. Yikes. Um, Carson Wentz. If he throws for 250 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions throughout the season, and has a passer rating of 102, this team is going to win games. Now, yesterday, they weren't even in the game, and Carson Wentz did that. But I think that the Seahawks, and I told you this last week too, the Seahawks were a terrible matchup for the Colts, not just in terms of personnel, we hope they'll get it together, but in terms of coaching. Pete Carroll, I thought, embarrassed Frank Reich and Matt Eberflus. I really thought that the Colts had reason as a coaching staff to be embarrassed. That doesn't happen every week. Sometimes the Colts really do some nice things, and they make good adjustments, and they did in the second half with their defense, but the, uh, you know what, the, the flies were already out of the jar, right? The lightning bugs were, were out of the jar, and you're not going to be able to put them back in. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, one and two in both rushing and receiving for the Colts. Now, that says some other things. Uh, that, that statistic isn't just positive, and it doesn't exist just in that vacuum. But let's take our tip our hats where they need to be tipped. Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines did work yesterday. All right, uh, 3A, by the way. This is good, but it's not good about the Colts. Titans lost, and that's good. Offense was telegraphing their plays. The defense was just awful. I, I really think that that offense outthinks itself. I think that there are times when Frank Reich is very, very predictably unpredictable because he tries to make uh, football calculus. He tries to make it you know, advanced math. It's not. It's basic math. Football's basic math. 
Treat it like basic math and just execute really well. And you got a chance. And if you're going to gimmick it up, you got to be, look, how many national championships has Alabama won in college football? A bunch, especially under Nick Saban, right? How many has MIT won? Donut. That tells you whether this is a mathematical problem or a collision sport played by men where men win the battle at the line of scrimmage. All right, the bad. Wide receivers combined for 10 catches and 122 yards. That's a nice day for one guy, not for all the guys. All right, you've got Pittman and Pascal, who caught two touchdown passes. That's nice. And, And then Campbell. Okay, 10 catches, 122 yards. That's not good enough. That's why... Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines led in both rushing and receiving. Uh, Eight straight opening day loss for the Colts. That's awful. That's terrible. You know what, though? I'll tell you, uh, thrill and chill videos, here's the deal. Is that they didn't have Wentz for a whole bunch of camp. They didn't have other guys for a whole bunch of camp. Jonathan Taylor had no reps in the preseason whatsoever. Pittman didn't play much. Campbell didn't play much. They're trying to be as good as they can be at the end of the season rather than the beginning. And what they wind up doing is sacrificing games at the beginning, and you just can't do that. So I'm kind of agreeing with you. Uh, Number three, bad. Uh, Frank Reich's nutty aversion to accepting points three at a time. Kick field goals. Toward the end of the game, if you kick two field goals instead of going for it on fourth down unsuccessfully both times... It's 28-22, and you got a shooter's chance with the game on the line. The way it turned out, no shooter's chance, none. So there you go. Yesterday was disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Very inconsistent. Well, you know, uh, it was bad. I thought it was consistent in in its badness. Uh, We don't have a fourth and Jacoby anymore. No, we don't. Could get Cam Newton to be fourth and Cam. That'd be kind of fun. Ugly. Allowed the Seahawks and Wilson for TDs, including the one where everybody bit tight and and let what's-his-name behind the defense. That's just terrible. That's awful. You can't do that. Julian Blackman, I really like. I thought he was terrific last year. you got to put the cap on the defense, my man. You can't play like that. They allowed the Seahawks run for 140 yards. Wow. That's not good. And number three, ugly, overall level of confusion on both sides of the ball. This just did not look like a team that was ready to play in any sense of the word. Zero. Terrible. So we'll see what happens this coming week uh, uh, against the Rams. I am not optimistic. This Rams team is really, really good. You got weapons. Woods is terrific. You, You got Cooper Cup. You got Matt Stafford. You got weapons on that offensive side of the ball, and then defensively, you got two of the best defensive players in the NFL. So there you go. I, I'm also tired of the same excuses. Let's go. <laughs> You're a Bears fan. <laughs> you poor bastard. Here's one thing. Jim say we'll do what it takes to win. The, the Hallis family, the McCaskey family, uh, zero. What they're doing is cash and checks, baby. They're all about the Benjamins. They have no interest in winning. They're not about the Lombardis. They're about the Benjamins. So good luck with that. 
Uh, David Benner is stepping down as the Indiana Pacers uh, Director of Media Relations. He's going to become the Senior Media Advisor for 21-22, and, and that's going to be it for David as a member of the Indiana Pacers family. And David Benner is one of the best at what he does. He is a wonderful human being. You always knew you were going to get a fair shot with David. I never saw him angry, and, and he had reason to be angry with me, with us, when I was at MS Communications, and he was always very, very temperate in the way he communicated that. And I always appreciated it. And, and as kind of wildcat media guys showing up at Pacers things, they take really good care of me and give me great access to whether it's Kevin or, or Rick Carlisle, whoever the coach is, uh, players, all of that. I get all the one-on-ones I want, and it's just fantastic. And that is largely due to David, who's just as honest and reasonable and uh, not self-impressed right? He is selfless. He's funny. He's everything. I've, I've never had an opportunity to become a friend of his, but I always thought we would be good friends because he embodies all the traits that I treasure in my friends. That's David Benner. And that he's stepping down, the Pacers aren't going to be the same. David Benner is going to be sorely missed. He's going to be replaced um, by Michael Preston who had a similar job with the Philadelphia 76ers until a few years ago. And so he's coming in to replace David Benner. And nobody's going to replace David Benner. You only succeed David Benner. And, and to fill his shoes, you better grow some big-ass feet. Tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent. I can't wait to talk to you then. Thanks for participating, those of you who uh, comment from time to time. It's, it, it makes it a lot of fun. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.